Welcome to the Hill Black Joy podcast presents Soul Food and War. I'm Lola Troy, the host and curator of Heal Black Joy, the learning platform for our community to heal our Black joy with tangible and attainable programs for the mind, body, soul, relationships, and businesses. And in today's conversation, we are talking about Heal Black Joy through what we think. And today, my guest is Sarah Hendricks, a.k.a. The Black Blonde. Sarah is the host and producer of a weekly show called Island Time in New York. She is a professor, a college professor, and she is also a masterful manifestation expert. Hi, my Hi. dear. How, How are, are you? you? I'm good. I'm trying to like make sure the camera is perfect. How's everything going? Everything is going well. How about you? I'm doing like really, really well today. Like super, super well. Super well. Super well. Well, you know, we started this journey together. You guys, I have to say when I started Heal Black Joy, um, the Black Blonde was my very first guest. She was the person who not only believed in me, she believed in the concept, she believed in what we were trying to do at Heal Black Joy. And we talked about the self-care, self-preservation journey for Black women. But I know that this lady is a masterful manifester. <laughs> whatever she thinks, whatever she speaks out of her mouth, she literally can create it. And it just literally happens for her just like that. So I wanted to start this year off with mindset with our Hill Black Joy tribe. And I wanted to talk about not only the things that we say, but the things that we think about, how we create our life, how we create our story, how we move forward. But it's all about what we're saying and it's all about what we're thinking. So I wanted to have that conversation with you because you're such a powerful manifester that I wanted to have this particular conversation with you and at the top of the year, nonetheless. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me on your platform. I'm so grateful to be here. Um, and I'm just so, so excited to see you grow and grow and grow. And I can't believe it's like a new year and you're doing this amazing thing. So thank you. Um, it's something that our community needs. Um, and as you said before, you know, manifestation comes from the mind, the emotion, then you act upon it, whether you're acting out in your words or you're acting out in your heart or in your actions. And a lot of times we do things on autopilot, right? So mm. when we talk about what we say, a lot of times the things that we're saying are projected thoughts, right? So I know it's, it's, it's so much, but I'm gonna try to unpack it for everyone. So projected thoughts are really not your original thoughts or the original thought of the universe. It's just thoughts that have been placed on you. So for example, growing up, you might've heard, we can't afford that. Who do they think they are? You know, those types of words really resonate with you and it stays with you on your journey to adulthood. And a lot of times when you can't achieve something or when you find like you're having a block, it's because you're telling yourself, who do, who do I think I am? Or, you know, I can't have that. I can't afford that. So right. the best thing that we can do is to start to self-edit, right? The most important thing as you're starting the new year um, and as you're going through this journey called life, it's so important for you to start to self-edit. And we mm. have to start asking ourselves, what do I believe? What have I been told? And what am I holding on to? And once you start to ask yourself these questions, 
And when that concept was introduced to me, I thought it was so strange. Like, what do you mean ask myself questions? When you start to ask yourself these questions, what you're doing is you're tapping into your higher power and you're asking your higher power to look at you and show you the areas that you've been lying to yourselves, mm. um, showing you the areas that you have been misled, the areas that you've just, uh, just the untruth that you've believed. Like, you know, I have people who are like, oh, I'm so stupid, or I could never do that. You know, these are words that you're telling yourself subconsciously. And once you start to ask your higher self, show me what am I saying? What am I believing that's holding me back? You'll start to see those things pop up. And you'll even hear yourself say it. You'll say stuff mm -hmm. like, I'm so overwhelmed. Or you'll say stuff like, I don't know if I can do it. And once you start to see those things, then you can identify what is stopping you from moving to the next level. Oh my God, you guys. Um, thank you, beautiful spirit, for self-edit by asking yourself questions. That is so important that we have to self-edit. I think a lot of times we don't self-edit. I think yeah. we're just, like you said, we're in autopilot. It's projected thought, things that we grew up listening to our parents say, listening to our grandmothers and our grandfathers say, listening to our great aunties say. Yeah. And we don't realize that it's a program Absolutely. that has been embedded inside of us. And Absolutely. what we have to do, we are just like computers. We have to unplug, reboot, put in new programs mm -hmm. in order to get a different result. Because the things that we've been saying, mm -hmm. the things that we've been thinking about based off of that projected thought, that ain't really working for us. Yeah. And it's identifying that it's not working for us. Because a lot of times we get comfortable with failure. We get comfortable with not getting it. We get comfortable with not achieving, right? So mm -hmm. we've allowed ourselves to to be able to be disappointed. Like we get used to disappointments. We, oh, well, it wasn't going to happen anyway. I wasn't going to, you know, and we allow those things to happen. And now it's become a baseline for our standard instead of like, yeah, something good is supposed to happen for me. Like things are supposed to work out for me. You know, it's supposed to be easy. It's supposed to be these things, but we tell ourselves life is so hard. You know, you can't, you know, money isn't easy. All of these things we're constantly saying subconsciously. And, you know, you look at families and listen to your family's conversations. Listen mm -hmm. to the conversations of your friends. You know, start listening to what people are saying. And I promise you, those are the things you're saying subconsciously that you don't even realize. You know, um, science says, I don't remember who found it or said it, but we have about six thousand negative thoughts per day six thousand mm -hmm. so six thousand times per day something negative is flashing through your brain so right. you have to consciously be awake be awoken and consciously edit those thoughts edit edit those things that you hear your friends say like oh who she thinks she is what's you know we can't achieve that everything is possible there's a way to make anything happen there's a way to make everything happen. And all you have to do is find your way. Your way might not be my way. My way might not be your way. But if you start to say, what is the best way? That's something that I've, I even use for myself is what's the best way. And I'm just talking to the universe because I know within the universe, my angels, my guides, my people, my tribe, you know, those who are in the other side that are here to help me, they will always put me on the right path. So one of the things I always say is, what is the best way? 
what is the best best method method and that always helps me instead of me saying oh, i can't do it or um it's not possible i just say what is the best way and the way makes itself present all the time every single time every time i say it every time i think it the way becomes apparently clear to me and i start going down that path so we have to really look at what listen to what people are saying edit what they're saying and then start taking yourself out of those conversations as well mm, that's so good that's so good sarah um when you're talking about editing is you're saying that we not only need to edit ourselves but we also need to edit those that are around us our family and our friends how vitally important is it for us to edit those that are around us like do we cut people off because you know these are these are family members right so how do we remain family at the same time filter out what is being said to us or about us because a lot of times it's not even just somebody saying something to us mm -hmm. sometimes people will literally cast a spell upon you by saying mm -hmm. something about you to you right right based off of their fear of something that they never achieved themselves mm -hmm. so what they'll do is they will project their fear onto you and what you're trying to achieve yeah so again it comes back to projected thought right so you have to identify projected thought um is can you explain thought? to us what that really is because i know yeah. a lot of times people don't really understand like we have these conversations all the time yeah. but please break down for the tribe what is projected thought yeah so projected thought is just really someone casting their ideas and their belief systems upon you and you taking that as truth as the bible as you know and i'm not talking the little robot but you're taking that as the way of life so if you right. look at people certain people group or certain sectors of people they live you know um you know uh, walking a crack, bake your brother's Mac, you know, those are projected thoughts. So projected thought is anything that doesn't come from your divinity, yourself, your mm -hmm. individual, and mm -hmm. your divine connection to source. So it's outside of you and it's from someone else. So in terms of like relationships, I'm going to give you two examples. So Jay-Z always uses this example of when he was coming up in the industry, um, he told his uncle, I'm going to make a million dollars. I'm going to be a million, you know, a millionaire as a rapper. And his uncle's like, man, you ain't never do that. Right. And he realized that his uncle could only see as far as he went. Mm -hmm. So he projected his limitation onto him. And he had to just accept it like, okay, my uncle is just not there yet. He doesn't have the vision. He doesn't have what I see. So when right. it comes down to family, you have to put family like this, right? You got to give a little space to your family where it's like, <laughs> I respect you as my family, or maybe you don't. You know, you have to identify those in your family who are toxic and you exit those relationships gracefully because just because they're family, that doesn't mean that you should be emotionally, verbally abused by them in any way, shape or form. Let's just really be very blunt about that. Yeah. I do not co-sign on any form of abuse from anyone, mother, father, sister, I don't care who you are. That's just not how I, I believe you should live your life once right. you have come to those realizations. Um, 
but you need to keep them at arm's length. You need to come out of those conversations. For myself, it wasn't just only, you know, I noticed I would talk to certain family members and I felt like I was going backwards, right? Why was I going backwards? Because I myself had grown so much spiritually, um, you know, worldly, and they were still in that place. So you can love someone, you can call and say, hi, I love you, baby. You know, I love you, mom. I love you, auntie. And get off the phone. Yeah. You know, don't re-engage. Another thing you have to do is really edit what you listen to. And oh my God, this is so powerful. I didn't even realize that I was doing it myself. Um, I love hip hop. I love, actually, I love all music. I love all music genres. And I would listen to a lot of like heavy rap music. And I would just have this hardcore attitude and I would, you know, do all of this, but yeah. that's what was influencing me. Now, you know, I'm softer. I'm really working on a different side of my life. I'm working on different energies in my life. And I listen to different music and it softens me and it brings me to a different place. So you have to edit every piece of material that you bring into yourself. You have yeah. to edit everything because whatever you take in, you're going to speak, you're going to say it. It's going to come back out of you. It's just that's just the law of the world. Whatever mm -hmm. goes in comes out subconsciously or consciously. And it's our job to constantly really look and listen to what we're saying and start to really edit those things out. That's good. Um, beautiful spirit said, can it also be projected energy? Absolutely. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's not just what people are saying to you or saying about you, but it's also their aura, their their being. Um, you have to edit that as well. And it's not just what you're listening to, what you're seeing. It's your ear gates, your eye gates, what you're saying, the people that you're around, the energy that, that is being projected around you. Because if you were in an environment that um, cultivates negativity and toxicity you can almost guarantee that if you're staying in that environment you're going to breed that same thing you're going to just manifest exactly what you're in that's why it's very 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 hard to manifest from a toxic environment from Absolutely. a toxic environment because Absolutely. one in a toxic environment most times people are just surviving and it's hard to manifest from a survival mode. You have to be in a thriving mode. You have to have your energy and your channel clear so that you can create. That is what we were brought to this earth to do, to have pleasure and to create. That's what we were supposed to be brought on this earth, on this earth plane to do. We got it messed up. Our ego has gotten in the way and it has allowed us to uh, try to get things and acquire things. And, and, and that's not what really this life is about. It's about healing from the inside out and being able to create and show other people how to create. That's what this is about. Yeah, and I think also to tie into that, you know, the space Heal Black Joy and a part of the mission of Heal Black Joy is to help Black manifestors manifest more, right? So yes. coming from a lineage of um, being in this earth realm where we have been slave, where we, we have been oppressed, where we have been segregated, you know, one of the main focal points of Heal Black Joy is to heal the, the, I, the word is on the top of my tongue, is to heal us as a body. So that as a body, we can really experience the joy 
that we came into this time space reality right. experience. We did right. not come here to be nobody's slave. I don't care what nobody listen, we did not come here to labor. We did not come here to um be backbreakers. We did not come here to be whatever you thought this what no, you came here to manifest. We are we are some of the most powerful manifestors ever, Egyptians, uh, mathematicians, scientists. You know, a lot of our lineage has been buried in a lot of things, and I'm not going to go there, but Heal Black Joy is to heal that so that you can get back into your spiritual place and your right. rightful place as the creator you came here to be. Not Absolutely. the laborer, not the slave, not the help, not the handmaiden, as the creator. Absolutely. That is, that is, that is the premier thought process of what Hill Black Joy was created for. I wanted to get to a place where specifically Black women, because when we started this journey, we were talking about self-care and self-preservation. And a lot of us were feeling guilty just to take time for ourselves. Absolutely. But we don't even realize it is, like you said, in that moment, it was the quotable, it is our birthright to rest and you said yeah. it so profoundly and I will never ever forget that moment because there's so many of us that don't even believe that it's our birthright to rest that yeah, it's our birthright this... to rest yeah it's like nobody thought. thinks about that like with other people with other our counterparts that don't look like us they know that it's their birthright to rest why do we not know that because why the do we projected not know thought is that you're a black woman so you should take on all the burden. You should take on all the work. You should do the most. That is a societal projected thought. Yes. No, I'm here to rest too. I'm here to rest. I'm here to rest too. <laughs> and create just like you. And create just like you. I love it. I love it. What are some things that people can do? Not only just edit. Like, what are those things that people say? Like, what are the things that you say? I know you were saying earlier that you say, show me the path, show me the best way. Mm -hmm. I love that. I'm, I, I have to take that from you. Show me the best way. What are some other things that you particularly say that you utilize to help in your manifestation? Thank you. Mm. I literally, like, listen. I had a situation today, Lola knows my situation, and all I said before I went into the situation, and every time I have like my feelings, I don't know what's happening, I always say thank you. And I mm. say thank you because I know whatever the mountain, the bridge, the river, the ocean, the valley, the stream, the fire, I'm gonna overcome it. And I say thank right. you. I, right. just, I literally, I just keep saying thank you. I always say thank you because I know I came into this time space reality to win. I came into this time space reality as a champion. I came into this time space and these are the things I say. I came into the time this time space reality as a creator. I came into this time space reality perfect. I came into this time space reality whole. So I thank you. There's mm. nothing I can face that will take me down. Those are the things that I say. And I, I constantly repeat it. What is the best way? Thank you. I am here to create. I am here mm. to create. Those are the things that I constantly say. Mm. And you say it with such a, an assurance, like your posture is so confident. 
how did you always have that confidence when you were saying these things like when you were affirming yourself in that did you always have this posture of confidence because a no. lot of times people you know what i mean people yeah, don't like we work on it i know this between me and you because of the conversations that we have we have worked on that but how is it and how do we get to that posture of confidence to be able to say those things and rattle off those things so easily and so confidently so that we know that we're not only here to just create but we're here to our, it's our birthright to rest like we're worthy of these things so how did you get to that place of confidence to have that posture of confidence um i would have to say like even just using today for example I always think about my hardest moments in life and how I came through. Mm. And I always reflect on like, like sometimes I've had dark times just like everyone else. I've right. had really, really dark times, people, just like every, every person I've had really dark times. And I think back that I, I got through it. And I'm like, if I could get through that, I could get through whatever whatever else is coming my way. And that's the only way that I have confidence. And sometimes I'm scared. Sometimes I'm anxious. Sometimes I'm nervous. And I literally have to talk to myself. I have to tell myself, no matter what, everything is going to be fine. Because yeah. that is my birthright. Mm. Good things. I honestly, you guys, I'm telling you, I believe this without a shadow of doubt. Good things are my birthright are my birthright good things this time space reality i came into this earth at the right time for the right things to achieve the right stuff and good things are only for me are only for me so it has to work out you said that last week on our uh, best of 2021 you said that you know those things have to work out for me. Those things are going to work out for me because your lane, there's not anything that you can mess up, right? Because right. whatever is for you it's is for, for you. Mm -hmm. It's for you. Um, someone said, can this be built by saying affirmations? Yeah, you can call it an affirmation. I personally don't, I don't believe in affirmations so much, which is funny because, um, I know that affirmations are just um, really great quotes and you have to tie to it. I believe that once you take this journey, first you have to take the journey, right? And the journey, um, which is heal black joy and to heal yourself and to get to this place, it's, it's shedding everything that's not really you. So I feel like that's the first step. Then once you take that journey and you connect with your source, your energy, your power, you're gonna start to realize like, Mm, that's mine. Good goodness is mine. Goodness is mine. Greatness mm. is mine. Peace is mine. And I, I and you know I know it might sound biblical to some people because biblical truths um, are universal truths. Peace is mine. Joy is mine. Fortune is mine. You know. And once you once you start to take that path it actually has to come from the inside out. So for me, affirmations never really work for me because I have a bunch in my phone and none of them come through. But what I do know <laughs> is truth comes through. Right? Truth comes through. Truth that is so through. crazy that you said that because last night I was listening to one of our one of our speakers, um, uh, Dr. Lakara, uh, ah. Dr. Lakara. And Dr. Lakara was talking about 
truth is alignment. Like truth is alignment. Yes. And she was talking about um because she cause someone said, Is love pain? And she said, No, ego is. Ego is. And I was like, Oh, that's so good. Uh -huh. We gotta talk about this ego because when you were talking about shedding yourself to find you, mm -hmm. to find the truest form of you, mm -hmm. it's about shedding that ego. When you go on this healing journey, you guys, you're going to be like, okay, this is me and this is my ego. Right. <laughs> so it's not that you're being hurt or you're being pained. It's your ego that's being pained. Yeah. It's not that you are being, because your spirit man is whole, right? But it's your ego that's being pained. It's your ego that's been set, set ablaze that says that I need to do this and do that and do the other and has these projected thoughts placed upon you where you feel like you've got to do all these things and acquire these things and do all these things. And when you really shed yourself to down to the bare basic minimum of the truth of a thing, when it comes to you, you don't even need half that stuff. You don't. Right? Because the truth is you were made perfect. Mm. You were made whole. You made We're whole. whole. You're, you weren't made in sin. You weren't made to be saved. You weren't made to That's be... That's a different concept, I'm Sarah. I'm here That's home. a different concept. And I know we're teeter-tottering on something that people probably don't like to talk about, but I love the fact that we're talking about it here at Hill Black Joy. Let's talk about not needing to be saved because that is a construct that religion has brought forth, which is also projected thought that we are waiting for someone to come and save us. Yeah, I mean, because how easy would it be? And I'm not bashing anyone's belief system. Um, I really, I'm, I believe that if that is whatever you came into this reality and that's what you believe, then I will bless you and you be on your journey. But let me tell you something. I know as much as Jesus, as Buddha, as Muhammad, there is no separation. There's no isolation. I am divine. I am almighty. I am all of those things and I know it. And, you know, once you start getting into um, salvation, and I'm not, you know, again, I'm not bashing anyone's religion, but once you start separating people and having people think that there's something wrong with them or that they, no, 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 you are perfect. You are whole. Your imperfection is perfection. Mm, your imperfection is perfection. It's perfection. And people literally ruminate the thought and walk around every day not believing that they are perfect or that they're that they're not they don't believe that they're whole. So they're always the ego is looking for things to piecemeal together to try to make themselves whole. And then the social constructs that mm -hmm. have been placed on us, specifically as black men and black women, mm -hmm. where we're not, we don't even see you know, examples, we, we are seeing it now in today's time, but just think about for the longest period of time, mm -hmm. we have not seen those examples of wholeness within our community, right? Absolutely. It's yeah. always been shown from a brokenness. It's always mm -hmm. been shown, even when they're marketing things in stores, like how many times have they marketed you know, a whole family when the family is white, but when it's a black, a black mm -hmm. woman, it's always a single black mother with a black child. Right. Right. It's right. never from a place of 
that is a whole family, right? right. So we're constantly getting programs into thinking that we're not whole. We're constantly seeing these ideas and those projected thoughts placed upon us. It's so cool that you're talking about editing because you don't even realize that you have to edit everything that everything. you see. Everything. Every single thing that everything. you see. Right? Everything. Another yeah. projected thought. Everything. Another projected thought from our generation before us. You got to go to school or you got to go to the military, right? Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of kids right now are finding that school does not resonate with them. College does not resonate with them. My child being one of them, it just doesn't resonate with her. But I was so glad today someone sent me a clip and the clip was, it was a picture of four billionaires and what they had in common. Mm -hmm. And the four billionaires were Jay-Z, Kanye West, Tyler Perry, and Rihanna. And the four things that they had in common, not only that they were black, but the fact that they did not go to school to acquire their wealth. Right. Yeah. So that dispels the myth that you've got to go to school in order to, in order to achieve. You right. don't. This last year and this year has birthed out so many freaking millionaires. Like think about just in this space that we've been in since COVID since the pandemic it has birthed out so many business owners so many millionaires so many of us are investing in stock in cryptocurrency so many of us are starting businesses because pivoting. we huh pivoting pivoting you talked about that in that first in that first conversation we had let's talk about pivoting like, what does that look like? Why Why do we feel like off of that projected thought that you got to go to school and you got to go in debt to do it and, 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 and try to go to school to come out to be what? An employee for someone else? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it just comes back to not knowing who you are. And mm. we've had a very bad practice within the Black community of not allowing people to be identified as themselves, right? So I've right. dated a few, you know, Jewish men, and none of them ever really ever went to school, but they all had a business, right? right. So culturally, we have allowed ourselves to be a part of a construct that didn't really teach individualism, that didn't mm. really teach that you yourself are the economy you are the economy you can create your economy you can build your economy you know i i remember dating someone where literally he was the real estate person his brother was the mortgage guy his other brother was the auto was had the car business and his dad was the oil guy like that's just the mentality it wasn't you go to school it wasn't you get a job it wasn't any of those things so we have a culture of falling into place right so when we come from slavery sorry have to talk about that where you're taught to fall into place then you go to school you fall into place but you don't allow people to be individuals you don't allow people to really follow what's on the inside of them that thing that you've been thinking about for 500 years and you really you know i didn't really want to go to medical school but i went to medical school because i had the baby and i needed to get like what who are you stop mm. answering that question who mm. am i why am I doing this? Why am I participating in this? Why? We don't ask that question enough. So what do we do? We fall in line. And then 20 years later, you're at a job you hate, in a career you didn't like, not living the life you should have lived, which was 
whatever, whether it's adventure, whether it's, you know, heal black joy, you have got to at some point let go of the projected thought and listen from inside. Because let me tell you something, whatever you were brought here to create, to participate in, to enhance, to grow, has always been scratching on the inside of you. It's, mm -hmm. always, it's, it's always been nudging at you. You know, you'll think about it, then you let it go, and then it will come back or somebody else will pick it up because there's a great book about um, ideas and I'll get it for you guys. But it talks about how ideas, if you don't do it, the idea itself is energy. It's going to go to somebody else. Right? Yes, sir. So Absolutely. We need to really practice individualism. And that's why cryptocurrency and all of these things are taking off so much because the energy of the people are like, we are not conforming. We want individualism. People would rather do gig work than to go back to the toxic workplace for 30 years, lose their life, and not move on. So it's very important when you audit your life, really ask yourself, why am I here? And you, your, your reason may just to be travel. It may just to be have fun, but make sure you're on the path that is genuine to you. Mm, that's good. Uh, I see our sister, America, the mindset coach is in the building. Hey, America, and, I want to meet and, her. <laughs> oh, my God. She's so amazing. And what she talked about in our conversation was exactly what you're talking about. Like, you can basically, America was sitting down and talking about how you can measure what someone's outcome would be five years from now based off of the environment that they're in, Absolutely. what they're saying, what they're doing, what they're reading, who they're around. And you can basically go go forward five years and predict what is going, on, going to be happening in their life. The yeah. other thing that she said in the comment was, school is meant to create employees. Absolutely. And that is so, so, so true. When you think about it, just think about the bells the bells like it's a program it's the bells at school your children understand that they're supposed to sit there and eat for 25 minutes and they right. wolf this food down really 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 quickly when you think about someone going to a blue collar job and i'm not knocking blue collar workers yeah, at all nothing. but they do the exact same, same thing same. they literally have a certain amount of time where they got to eat and they got to wolf their food down very very quickly which leads to you know digestive problems School, jail have very have very many similarities, like you said, Ashanti, for sure. There's so many things that... What is it, the school jail pipeline? It is. It's a school jail pipeline. It's a school jail pipeline. And then with the society constructs that have been happening or have been enforced upon us, mm -hmm. you can almost guarantee that these children are going to somewhere end up in jail, prison, or both at this, at, you know, going forward. So when you say individualism, when you say that that is not working for us anymore, what does that mean? Like, is there this, is there this new revolution? Is there this new renaissance that's come about in America where blacks are seeing that going to school and pay, paying our debt for 35 years, you know, and working for somebody just ain't it no more. Absolutely. I mean, it's the great awakening of the Black woman. First of all, Black women are statistically the most educated people group in the world. Um, mm. You know, I myself have three degrees or whatever the hell I got. And I even, <laughs> you know, even in my peer group, 
you know, I'm a part of different alumni and I have peers that are working on their fourth, fifth degrees. And I'm like, stop, just, just stop. But, um, you know, we, we have to realize the importance that our lives matter. Right? Mm. And when you take your life and you give it to an organization for 30, 40 years, if you die tomorrow, they'll, your job, your posting is going to be up there the next two days. Now, please let me be clear. Entrepreneurship is not for everyone. That's not, I'm not selling you that. Like if you're, you know, or what I am selling you is find what you're supposed to do and, and make sure it's authentic. I have so many people who are RNs because the culture is an RN, right? Is that what you really want to do? Like, just, right. you know, maybe if, if your thing is to be in school, be in school, but make sure that it's individually true to yourself because truth you cannot run from. You know, we and then we allow ourselves to fall into patterns and behaviors to fit our culture, to fit our society, and to just to be comfortable. And we don't live our fullest, fullest, fullest lives. And that's where we're robbed. Well, not only that, but that other construct where we're we're told that, you know, once we go to the other side, that's where we're going to have joy and find, you know, <laughs> and find happiness on the other side. Like, I want to experience that joy here. I want to experience that, that, that love here. I want to experience that fullness of joy okay. here. And mm -hmm. like my girl, Shauna L. Howard in the building, Two Lip Love, y'all, you guys are in the building. Thank you guys for the love. I want our baseline, our baseline normal to be joy and pleasure. Like, it's your we got to get to a point it is our birthright. We got to get to a right. point where we, we're not waiting till we 65 to retire to go on vacation. When you I gotta love heal it. You got to heal not that mindset. That. Right. But it comes from healing the idea that you have to wait to be happy. That's the whole construct of this lifetime is that everything is, oh, I got to wait. You know, I got to wait for this and I got to wait. No, you can enjoy the journey. The, in, the journey is the joy the journey is the joy this is the joy this is the fun this is this is it we have to abolish the mindset that we're waiting we're waiting to be saved we're waiting to be rescued we're waiting to have a good time we're waiting to live we're holding our breath to live it's your birthright to live a joyful prosperous fun exciting adventurous life now we now. have to do that and let go of people who don't share that philosophy. Let it go. Let let them go. Absolutely. I'm glad you you touched on the whole waiting thing because I remember we talked about this earlier uh, a few months ago where we saw a video and I think it was uh let's Latoya, Latavia, Latoya, Latoya Luckett. She was talking about how she was waiting for uh, to go on a certain vacation with her husband or she mm -hmm. was waiting for her husband to do a certain thing with her or do a certain thing for her, right? Mm -hmm. And now that she's no longer married, what she realizes is that why was I sitting around waiting mm -hmm. for someone else to experience joy with, yeah. right? Where we as women, we have been conditioned to wait for Absolutely. this man to come and Absolutely. rescue us. For us to, you know, come and save us, 
to come and take us and whisk us away to go on this, you know, lavish vacation that we see. And so we can take pictures and say, oh, we're couple goals on Instagram and flex on the gram, right? Talk to us about how we need to experience joy now, even if we're single, even if you're in a relationship, you still should have some individual joy that is not attached to someone else. That joy is for you. Your yeah. individual joy is for you. Everything else is the aftermath of the joy. You need to get the remnants of my joy, but my joy is for me, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, the knight in shining armor syndrome, America. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> talk that's to another, us about that, Sarah. Um, that's another programming, right? Uh, programming that life starts after partnership. Like, there's this little set calendar that we're given as young women. Um, you go to school, you get married, you have children, and you have this perfect marriage, which your parents never had the perfect marriage. Your sister ain't got a perfect marriage, but you're supposed to have this perfect marriage and have this perfect life. And that is a fraud. You have to find out who you are, why you're here, and you need to go on that journey. And that journey is a solo journey. And if mm. you meet someone and they can, you know, add to that journey, that's awesome. And I mean, I, you and I talked about this and I'll share it. Like I didn't fix my house because I'm about to get married and I'm not going to be in this house anymore. No, that's the dumbest thing ever. Like live now. Living is for the living. Like live now. You and yourself and your time is so important. That's why we have to let go of codependency, that our joy is codependent on situations, circumstances, people, places, things. Don't listen, don't get it twisted. These things are nice and these things are wonderful. But at the same time, don't ever stop doing things that you want to do and participating in your individualism, whether you're with someone or not, just because of that other person. You right. are here for your experience. And that other person is a part of the journey, but it's still your personal journey. This mm -hmm. is your individual journey. So that's why we have to let go of struggle, uh, struggle love. We have to let go of struggle talk. We have to let go of struggle relationships. And that's, and struggle relationships, not just um, intimate, but also friendships. Like sometimes you outgrow grow a friendship, let it go. You know, we have to be able to get to a place where we are so ready to try new things. You don't even know what you fully like because you're so stuck into this one thing. You know, for me, I've been listening to new music. I've been listening to music from the 80s, indie music. I've literally, because I've had to reprogram myself, I'm in a phase where I'm reprogramming myself to see what the freak is out there. I don't know. And it's so easy for us to become habitual and habitual leaves you stagnant, but there's so much out there, so much food, so much places, so much things for us to try, do, taste, be, and be a part of. But at some point, you have to let that journey be your journey. What are you doing for yourself? If you're a mom, a wife, um, a partner, whatever, what do you do for you? What is for you? What part of this life have you carved out for you? And I promise you, if you can find that thing for you that you carve out for you, that you dedicate to you, that you honor for yourself, mm. every other relationship and every other thing will be perfect. Mm, that is so big that you say that. I um, put up a post in my private Facebook group a week ago, and it was talking about 
we got to get back as black women. We got to get back to just ourselves, not yeah. thinking about being ourselves as the mom, not be thinking about ourselves as the friend, as the daughter, as a sister, as the wife, as the girlfriend, as the coworker, as the neighbor. Get back to yourself and falling back in love with you and thinking about yourself and putting yourself first, right? Absolutely. And so many people, so many comments was like, thank you for the reminder. Mm -hmm. And that made my heart sink because we are so busy thinking about everybody else. Absolutely. Where we, we put ourselves last, right? Which is another projected thought and another construct because we saw our mothers do it. We saw our grandmothers do it. They weren't putting themselves first. No. I was eight cooking for a family of six when I was eight. I was washing, I was, I was cleaning, like, since I was eight, like, but at some point, you stop. This is my journey. What have I done for myself? Right? It's okay to be a servant leader. It's okay for that. But you also need to pour into yourself. How are you pouring into yourself? A lot of times when you're not growing, a lot of times the things that you're saying, you're saying from frustration because you're not pouring into yourself. A lot of the self-negative talk and all of that stuff would be fixed if you pour it into yourself. Maybe that self-pouring is therapy. Maybe that self-pouring is um, meditation. But at some point, you have to pour into yourself because whatever you're speaking is just what you haven't resolved on the inside or haven't conquered on the inside. So it's coming out in nasty or little, little other ways. But once you take care of you, everything else is perfect. Well, not only that, but a lot of times it's attached to the ego. It's attached to me pouring out to someone else, especially if I'm pouring from an empty cup, is pouring from a place where I am missing something within myself, right? So I need to pour out to get the attention, which goes back to the ego. So a lot of times when you go on that, jer that journey of finding your truest self, you also have to ask, not only ask yourself why, but you got to ask yourself, what do I need? Yeah. For me. Right. Learn yourself. So many of us don't know ourselves. We don't know what we like. We don't know what we want. You know, and our likes and things, they change. They really do change. And it's okay for it to change. And it's okay for you to constantly grow within yourself. And we don't allow ourselves to do that. And your ego is also your armor. Let that armor go. Let it go. And let it go around people that are safe. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times, if you're letting that ego go, a lot of times the reason why we have the ego for protection is because someone in, in our destiny, someone along our journey has either disappointed us, you know, lied to us, did not hold us, you know, hold safe space for us uh, where we put up this wall and it's just like, oh, you're going to get this version of me, which is all ego, right? Mm -hmm. It's because we've been hurt by something that they've done or, or disappointed by something that someone else has done. So in learning yourself and going on that Heal Black Joy journey, where you're trying to heal thyself and learning that true authentic self, not only asking yourself why, 
you need to ask all of the W's. Why, what, when, how, where, who. Ask those questions. Why am I, why am I speaking the way that I'm speaking? Why am I talking from my filter of pain? Absolutely. Who hurt me in my past? Right? You got to start thinking about those things and asking those questions. So it's not just about what you say, everybody. It's about what you're thinking. It's about the experiences that you've had when you were a child. It's about the experiences you have as a young adult because those things will, you know, perpetuate who you have become. You put on this armor of your ego based off of the disappointment, the pain, and the hurt that you've experienced over your lifetime. And yeah, that's, and that's like, what you got to shed. Yeah, and that's what's so important to constantly self-edit and let some stuff go, right? Mm. You're never going to go, listen, pain and hurt are standard in this world, right? You're going to be hurt. You're going to have pain. But are you carrying pain from, you know, Timmy stole your lunchbox and let it go? Let it go. Like, in all honesty, you will only grow a little bit if you're carrying around pain. Because what happens is, you know, just kind of like uh, the song Bag Lady, you literally have all of these bags with you. Let it go. Carrying those bags around. Yeah. Carrying those bags around. Yeah. And there's a lot of us that are carrying bags around. We, we, we want that, uh, that Gucci and that Prada, but we carrying trauma bags right now. Yeah. That we need absolutely. to let go of. Absolutely. We're carrying we'll be trauma, it. Yeah. trauma designer bags right now trauma. that we're carrying. Yeah. And a lot of times the people that are carrying the Gucci and the Prada, they're still carrying trauma, but they're masking it by the aesthetic of it all, right? right. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what it is. And I'm not knocking people that have, you know, nice things. I don't want right. you yeah. to have, to, your, to, nice to, to have your nice things, but have your nice things the, and be healed, the in the, be healed right. in the process. Right. You right. know, don't have nice things to mask uh, the things that you have not healed from within. Right. Somebody's and, and that's trying to put you bags. Yep, right. absolutely. So, healing, sorry, go ahead. Healing doesn't always look beautiful. It could be painful. Like, you know, healing is ugly. You know, healing is, <laughs> it's okay, ladies. Like, honestly, like, sometimes take the wig off, take the makeup off, and, and do a thorough cry. Cry. Yes. Journal, cry is releasing. But heal. Whatever you need heal. to do, heal. And listen, I've been talking to my Heal Black Joy course members, and what I've told them is, you can only heal what you're willing to reveal. Yeah. You can only heal what you're willing, willing to reveal. The problem with the healing journey that people do, don't want to go on is because if they reveal the truth, then they got to ravel, unravel everything on the other side of the truth. So if the truth is, my papa was a rolling stone and he got some outside kids somewhere. Now you got to unravel the thing on the other side of that truth. And people don't want to do it because of guilt and shame. But because of that, because of that, you, you, there, there's, there are emotional safe spaces where you can not only deal with your guilt, deal with your shame, 
and still move past and go on that healing journey because otherwise you're just staying in a cycle and perpetuating a cycle of trauma and perpetuating a cycle of betrayal that you haven't dealt with. Right. Right. If there's something that you could talk to us as a last note for our Hill Black Joy family, our Hill Black Joy tribe, when it comes to masterful manifestation, because I think you are a masterful manifester, right? What would that thing be? What is that key ingredient to masterfully manifest? Um, well, thank you, sister. <laughs> um, in all honesty, I'm going to have to say manifestation is learning that the closer, the more that you get to truth, you will learn that the things that you want are really not always what's best for you. And you have to be okay with that. So a lot of times, Woo! you know, wait a yeah. minute, wait a yeah. minute, wait a minute, go yeah. back, rewind, pause, yeah. rewind and say that one more again. <laughs> yeah. So I'm learning that true manifestation when you're aligned, alignment. Mm. I want to call it alignment, not manifestation. Alignment. Alignment is the things that you really thought you wanted. If they're not in alignment, you will not have it. You will not have it. You will not have it. And you have to get to a place where you're okay with that. Because a lot of times you're like, you know, in your head, it's like, you know, a car, a house or whatever, you know, whatever you might think it is. Yeah. But true alignment, let me tell y'all something. It is easy. Anything that is for me, I have never had to break a sweat for. It literally falls into my lap. You know, I can share, I have a, I'm working a business right now that literally fell into my lap. I have made so much money in the last couple of days that I've traveled with this. It, I've done nothing for this business. And people who are in, are in my life that are supposed to be in my life, who are opening doors for me, I've done nothing for it. So the one thing I've learned about manifestation is that the more that you're honest, and I mean, we have to be honest because there's surfaced and then there's honesty, right? The more that you're honest and the more that you come into alignment, you may, you may think you want it, but if it's not in alignment, you will not have it. And it's okay, baby. It's all right. Mm. It's all right. And I say that mm. as a single person, like I've met wonderful, wonderful men and I'm like, oh my God, he's perfect. He, he's on the list. Right, he's right. He's aligned. He's Ooh. on the list, but he's not aligned. He's so on what? the list, but not aligned. Right. She's on the list. Friendships. She's on the list, but she's not aligned. Whatever you are in alignment with will mm, always mm, be mm. with you, will always be there for you. You can never say the wrong thing to the right person. You can never mess up your own opportunity because you are in alignment. Go after alignment, not manifestation, alignment. Mm, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Go after alignment. alignment. That is love so is alignment. good. That is when you so think good. About it, like even think about the loving relationships that you have, like true love, you know, whether it's from a, a male or a female, like they love you no matter what you could have, no matter, up, you, you know, gain weight, lose weight. You could have said the wrong, you could have cussed them out. You on the phone tomorrow, like, yeah, girl. 
it, that's alignment because mm-hmm. you're aligned. Mm-hmm. You have to go mm-hmm. after alignment. Yes. And then it will manifest into something beautiful. But it's all alignment. Mm-hmm. All alignment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And truth is alignment. Truth is alignment. Truth is alignment. Don't be afraid to unravel the truth, you guys. That is that is that is the beginning of the of the Hill Black Joy journey. Is you know being able to be okay with what's on the other side of the truth, even if that truth hurts, even if that truth is ugly. Be okay with it because you'll come out better when you deal with the truth because and you know what the truth is uh dr lacar said she knew when she was in a relationship and the relationship was over she said god had left the building yeah you always <laughs> know said, and you know it you know. when it happens You're like okay when that truth is hitting you in the gut and you get you know you get that true serum and you start feeling uncomfortable about what's really going on. It's just like, yeah, this is not really what it's supposed to be. God left the building. Left the building. That's when you know that it's up. That's when you know the gig is up, right? So that's what we're trying to get people aware of. Not only editing, I'm just kind of going back over some key points that Sarah said. Editing those thoughts editing the people around you, editing what you're saying, editing what you're thinking, editing the projected energy, the people that are around you that are projecting negativity and toxicity. Get away from those people, even if they are your family members. Even if they're your family members. And I know sometimes that's hard, but you gotta give your, you gotta get them six feet like you giving everybody with Corona. Give people that are toxic, more than six feet give them a hundred feet you you need to get away from those people you cannot manifest from a place of survival you cannot you cannot you You cannot cannot. you have to manifest from a place of thriving yeah and the only way to get to that place is on the other side of the truth yeah on the other side of the truth girl it has been such a joy sitting down, looking at you, talking to you, picking your brain about manifestation because I know your journey and I like, you literally said, I I got it. You said one day, I got it. You know, I love to travel. I want to travel, right? And then literally you guys within a week, she was like, girl, I'm in uh, upstate New York. I'm doing blah, 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 blah. Like, where are you today, Sarah? Where are you today? <laughs> I'm only home for a minute, child. Only home for a right? minute. Right? She out. literally created the life that she wanted. Aligned. She's aligned. Because you are in alignment with the very things that you, that, that resonate with you in your space, in yeah. your heart. You love to travel. You love new experiences. You love meeting new people. You love being in different environments. And because you resonated with that, you were in alignment with that, the world basically opened up and said, voila, here you go. Right. Yeah. And it can and that is everyone. so beautiful to witness, to see you doing exactly what you love to do. It's such a beautiful thing to witness. And I'm so proud of you. I'm Thank so you. honored to call you friend, call you my sister. 
And not only that, but I'm so honored to share this first episode of 2022 about how we talk and how we say things. Yeah. Uh, how how we speak to ourselves. I'm so glad to be doing that with you. Thank you so much, Lola. You look beautiful tonight. I forgot to tell you that. Thank you. You too, girl. You, you too. I love the red. Thank you look you. absolutely stunning. And thank you for having me. It was a good combo. Thank you. And thank you to my Hill Black Joy tribe for always tuning in, for always being engaged. Uh, what are you working on, you guys? What are you working on, Sarah? Um, right now, I'm working on staying in an alignment. I am working on literally just learning new parts of myself. Um, I am currently reprogramming myself, as I said to you guys before. So I am intentionally listening to different music. I am intentionally going to different places. I'm intentionally eating different food because I feel like there's just so much out there and I have allowed myself to be a little bit limited. So my days are really filled with trying new things. Every day I have to try something new. Um, and I've actually really found a love for 80s music. I love Aerosmith. I didn't even know. I <laughs> had no clue, right? Had no clue. Um, I understand why they're so popular. Um, and it's just, it's been a really great, it's just been a great journey just to like, listen, have sounds that are just, just different. Um, so I'm intentionally reprogramming right now. That's awesome. You guys go follow the black blonde. It is at the black blonde underscore. That is Sarah. Follow what she's doing. She's awesome. She's such a, a, a joy to, to, to be able to converse with and be able to share space with. Um, for you guys, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for always heal, for trying to heal your black joy. I'm going to, that is my mission to heal our joy. So in 2022, my thing to you guys is what's on your menu. You get to pick what's on your menu. Yeah. So make it good. Yes. Make it yummy. Make it amazing. Always remember that this healing journey Sometimes it's going to feel like soul food and sometimes it's going to feel like war. I urge you to acknowledge and honor both positions and everything in between. Thanks for tuning into the Heal Black Joy podcast presents Soul Food and War.